Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hey! And today we're talking about volume 2 of Kaiju number 8. I feel like the first one was a bit of a higher note for the entire thing. And I think this one kind of... I mean, it still has some exciting moments. And I, I think the cliffhanger is exciting for what what's to come. But in terms of overall enjoyment, I feel like I was really enjoying the first volume a little more. I see. That's interesting. I think I may actually have enjoyed this one slightly slightly more. Oh, really? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll obviously go into detail later, but I, th- I think what, one reason why I really enjoyed this one was because some of the characters that hadn't gotten a lot of depth in the previous book ended up getting a lot more in this one. That's true. Which I appreciated a whole lot. Hmm. And I, I liked the the kind of, well, I guess the less upbeat tone of this one. Hmm. Yeah. As well. I mean, I, I liked the, the first book as well, uh, as I think I, pro- I I must have said when we talked about that. But but yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Very well then. Let's talk about Kafka Hibino first. And according to the data that the Defense Force read about, well, when, when he ended up in his kaiju form, because they got like the, some statistics on like some power level then, mm-hmm. his kaiju form is one of the greatest kaiju in history, according to that, which is like, <laughs> whoa, okay. Jeez. <laughs> so that, that's interesting to get, I guess, to get that perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, they call him a dai kaiju, which, you know, literally just means big or grand kaiju you know right Mm -mm. so that's interesting i look forward to seeing obviously exactly i guess the reasons for for that you know to see him actually display that power well more i guess right and it would be cool to see somehow how it compares or how he compares to you know the the ones in the history books you know oh yeah is he in the top three, is he top five? Or <laughs> right. Is, is there even a top five? <laughs> you know, like, how how do they figure that out or where is that recorded kind of a situation? True, true. Right, yeah, that, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, but Kafka achieved power level 1% One? with his combats. <laughs> Woo! That was so funny. Those gains, you know. I, I honestly, back in the in the first book, I probably hadn't ex- expected that. I don't think. I, I just kind of figured. I guess he's not meant to use the suit. He, he has his, <laughs> his kaiju form after all. But he's actually, he actually was able to raise that, and so that gave me some hope that he could probably continue to raise that slowly but steadily. That'd be really cool, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> like slowly prove himself. <laughs> There was this. There was the talk throughout the volume about you know the power wall, right? Kind of a thing, and how certain characters were maybe at that wall or overcoming that wall, mm. and then you have Kafka who's at one percent. <laughs> but who knows? Like you know, maybe maybe his growth is just as kind of slow and steady, even at what is it, thirty-two or some somewhere in his right? 30s. I think he's thirty-two, right? I'm pretty sure he's like exactly twice the age of uh, Kikuru, right? Because she's 16. I think that's something I noted uh, in my head uh, okay. at some point. I I, I think. <laughs> well, you know, even at even at his age, the progress is possible, and little by little, maybe he'll get there. I don't know how long that would take. <laughs> right. I <laughs> you mean, know, exactly. Until until it's acceptable. But... <laughs> yeah, because he. Right. If that if that will end up being the case, then. Uh-huh. You know, all of these characters will st- will soon start uh, like just kind of slowing down in their in their uh, growth, uh, right? Know, s- slowing down at twenty to thirty percent, but he might just slowly just catch up and then even maybe slowly surpass them. Yeah, uh, but who knows? I I mean, I have no clue, but could be cool. Slow and steady wins the race, or something like that. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the dynamic of him still keeping his kaiju a secret from, well, from most, from most people. Because I think I, I kind mm. of expected, um, like, I, I expected people to learn about it, like, it, for it to become known to most people, uh, you know, after the previous volume. Because he added himself, or he, sh- well, he showed himself, obviously, to Kikuru, and I just expected everyone else to get there and see it or something. Uh-huh. Um, but turns out that's not the case at all, and... So far, it's just Kikuru and and Reno that know, and I guess maybe 
Iharu. Vice Captain. Oh yeah, well yeah, vi- the Vice Captain is uh, maybe on Oshima. the on the way of He's figuring it out. He's suspicious of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I- Iharu might have seen it, or well, he's seen the ki- the kaiju form at least. Oh yeah, at, at the end true. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll figure out or if he'll learn that it's Kafka. I guess we'll see. Mm. Mm-hmm. But well, at least for certain, uh, there's only two other characters that know about it, at least. Um, right. And mm-hmm. I, 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 that's not something I had had expected. But I'm really enjoying the the fact that they're keeping it a secret at least so far. Uh, it just makes it exciting, I think. Yeah. But again, I wonder if, if, if Iharu at least will learn, perhaps, in the beginning of next volume. Um, or who else, perhaps, but I guess we'll see. I think it's exciting because, you you know, you're never sure like how long he'll be able to keep that up. Especially mm-hmm. if the kaiju keep keep on coming and they just grow stronger and stronger or whatever the, the case may be. And who knows, maybe, he, maybe this is one of those uh, manga stories where... He does keep his identity for the most part. <laughs> right. But I mean, that, that would be kind of cool, actually, because it kind of, I mm. guess it's a little bit of a, like in, in the vein of like the old classic, like superhero comics, like Spider-Man right. and yeah. like, Batman, like those kinds of things. Uh, so that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, could be. <laughs> uh, I really, just speaking of his kaiju form, I really love that punch he gave. I think it was the one that was attacking uh, Kikoru. It kind of became like a rocket punch with his elbow. I don't remember if he's done that before. Right. It's been a while since I read Volume One, but Fair, he just yeah. it kind of unlocks a piece of his elbow, and there's like this rocket kind of thing. Yeah. Apparatus comes out, booge, and it just it punches him so hard that the all the flesh comes off. Yeah. And skeletons. That like, was. Oh, it is so cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I like. If this ever becomes an anime, I like that. That's gonna be that's gonna be a very cool moment. Right. It gives me major One Punch Man vibes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just true. not not to say that they're the same character, but just mm, mm. Uh, how the punch decimates the the person in in front of them. And I, and I feel like um, Saitama from One Punch Man did a similar thing. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I was so happy to see that Kafka, like to actually see Kafka, Kafka being able to contribute to the mission that they were on, yeah, uh, in a way that only he could, right? And, like I think we talked about that a little bit last time, and uh, yeah, so I was just really happy to actually see it here, because uh, that's mm-hmm. not anything that anyone else could have really done. At least no one there at the fourth, like even the the higher ups, uh, I don't think could have really figured that out at least as easily as Kafka did. So that was really cool to see, and it was incredibly important that oh yeah, uh, he he. Con, con, gosh dang it contributed in that way mm. because no one else would have been able to find the those organs and by getting rid of that you potentially stop a terrible invasion from happening or something something even worse from happening i feel like yeah yeah definitely yeah like all, all of those like that 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 final wave basically might have been just much 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 bigger if it hadn't been right. for that like maybe something like that so yeah that was great i thought his outburst uh in when he became a cadet um and they're, they're standing in in line and he, he he just he just couldn't control himself he's like I'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be there for you you know like i'm gonna stand right there for you <laughs> yeah. like in the middle of the, i thought that was, that was so funny and yeah you know and just the looks everyone gave him and <laughs> it, it was it was it was a funny moment. Really it definitely funny. was like at a bruh, not now. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't even mean to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just couldn't control himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cute, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just too excited. <laughs> uh, and actually, on that, like that, that that was one of those kind of just cringy, awkward moments. But there were also like several just really cheesy kind of one-liners. Uh, yep. throughout this book Yelp. that he pulled mm-hmm. like there was like he said uh, so kick back and relax like that was what one thing he said I think to Kikaru at the beginning and then there was uh, mm-hmm. let's see you try and come ba- back after that pal was also <laughs> like like it's like it's got like this uh, kind of like 80s action movies kind of yeah. vibes to it uh, and also like the, the, the at the end he said he had the one where he said the only one dying here is you dirtbag <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was like, like I imagine like Bruce Willis or some some someone like that. So like, exactly pulling up those yeah. lines, <laughs> right? Uh, so good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like, it, it, like you know, it, it's because it's the kind of story that it is. You know, it is one of those action shonen mm-hmm. type of type of things. So you, you kind of expect those cheesy one-liners to, to come out there. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's it's a conscious move, like a choice, like right. in the writing. Uh, and so I think that makes it funnier as well. <laughs> Agreed. But something that I started wondering about when I read this volume was if there was something special about that kaiju that Kafka ate in, in the first book. Um, I like, mean... Like, if, that, if there was actually a special thing about it, or if just anyone can just eat a kaiju and become like oh, that. Oh, okay. Like, that, 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 that's what I... I mean, well, we did see a talk, and I guess that was special about it. But just in general, mm. if just that's a thing, like, that I guess people just don't know about for some reason. If you eat a kaiju, you'll be able to turn into one. And if that is the case, then I like there's got to be others out there, right? Because um, it's got to have have happened to, to somebody else if that is the case. And I guess if there isn't, then at least there should be other people like him out there soon. Mm. Like eventually, at least, I guess. But but obviously that that all writes on the on the idea that it's that like that that's just a general case about eating kaiju, but that's definitely not necessarily the case. That's the thing, though. What what even is the creature that he ate? Like, it's yeah. a, I guess it is a kaiju, but like, and and maybe you're right. Maybe anything, or any kaiju can be eaten, and then therefore, the human gains a transformation. Although, hmm. eaten to what extent? Like, does it have to be eaten whole? Although, which, right, that's kind of impossible for the majority of the kaiju. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and then and then I just thinking back. I remember that Kaiju specifically said, I found you, like, or, you know, he, right. he seemed to be looking for Kafka specifically. So mm. honestly, I'm more, I'm more interested or curious if there's something special about Kafka. Ooh. Uh, and and maybe, maybe that, that little Kaiju too, maybe there's something about both of them, but the fact that it was looking for him specifically just makes me wonder, mm. you know, what, what's going down. Um, but I do see what you're saying. It would oh. it would be nice to have others like Kafka, you know, who could transform, whether they be, you know, villainous or uh, eventually on his side. Oh, dude, you just gave me an idea. Uh, oh, let me hear it. <laughs> what if? Well, so wasn't it like just help me refresh my mind here? But wasn't sure. it established in the first volume that Kafka has to put some amount of effort into restraining himself to not turn into his kaiju? I think so. I, like, on I, some level, yeah. at least. I think that uh-huh. was uh, mentioned at some point. It, I know it took him a while to get to get used to that. Right, right. Precisely. And so, I wonder if... Or, well, or I'll... Did this loose little speculation here. Mm-hmm. What if Kafka was... Like, what if his actual... like what, Basically, what if his kaiju form is his true form? Like, he, he was born as a kaiju oh, and what? like like that's his actual Whoa. real self and that somehow and like for some for some something happened in his past like maybe he doesn't remember it i guess uh-huh. uh where something happened that he it, like, he assumed a human shape but that little kaiju that i guess was looking for him helped him i guess go back to his true form or something like that <laughs> That's that's interesting. <laughs> so that that means it would have to been, he would have to have, uh, been assimilated into the human world for a while, like, because we see him in the fa- yeah. flashbacks with Mina, true, as, as a younger kid. It would have happened at, at a really young age, I guess. In that case, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so how? But how did? The, how does that go about? I don't know. But that's interesting. I really, I really like that theory. Um, I feel like it would fit so well with this type of a story it actually yeah it could it could hmm yeah obviously just a very fresh speculation right now but uh mm. I'll, I'll i'll keep it in mind <laughs> interesting hmm. yeah it, likewise uh i like it cool but cool <laughs> at the very least i i think that there might be something to do with kafka i mean it could be simple as for some reason kafka saved this little guy at one point um Without no, without realizing it, but it could be something even even grander. Yeah, but anything else on Kafka? Uh, just one little thing. Uh, aiming for the vice captain spot. 
Oh yeah. So uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a uh, competition with Hoshina, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. That was that. It was funny how that he actually like Audra just said that <laughs> that yes, yeah. I am coming after your spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Then I would actually like to move on to the mushroom kaiju next, or specifically, well, okay. the the humanoid mushroom kaiju. There was like that that main oh, big true. big old yeah. one was also technically mushroom. Uh, but yeah, like the one from the previous volume that's had that has a humanoid shape, and who actually who even took a human-looking form in this uh, volume. Right. I think we talked last time about the possibility of him being like Kafka, like a human who's taking a kaiju form, mm-hmm. and you know, based on the fact that he showed intelligence and stuff like that, uh, and and being more humanoid in the shape compared to the other kaiju mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, seemed safe to assume then. I guess that's still possible, but through this volume, I kind of suspected that maybe he isn't, like, maybe he is actually, like, the kaiju is actually his true form. And I guess this actually kind of goes, like, kind of works with what I said about Kafka earlier, or that that theory about him perhaps being, like, his kaiju form being his true form in that case. Mm. Um, but But basically what I was thinking about this mushroom kaiju was that maybe... The kaiju form is his true form, and that he is somehow able to shapeshift into a human uh, at will. Uh, just because, well, well, the, there were some some parts that made it seem like he definitely wasn't human, like naturally, uh, mm-hmm. because of the way like he was like, oh, I guess this is how you answer the phone, like stuff like that. Like he he wasn't he isn't from a human society at least. Absolutely, I think that the evidence put forth here shows that yes, he's not. A human, um, he is he is a kaiju. I don't understand what exactly that means per se. Like why he he can talk, why he's able to transform into a human. Mm-hmm. You know, is it that just is that just his special powers as him? Uh, I'm not sure, but it is interesting to think about. And I go back to your theory uh, about Kafka maybe you know being an actual kaiju maybe. This is just extreme speculation. Hmm. Maybe there is a tribe of people of some sort that that are, you know, humanoid kaiju who can think for themselves and, and you know, and mm. are just rampaging beasts. Right. Uh, and for some reason, they have a motive to conquer the the human world. And for whatever reason, maybe Kafka, as a child, transformed into uh, a human and lost the ability to transform back until it he came back in contact with that little kaiju thing. Uh-huh. Um, and so maybe this mushroom guy is from that world um, and had no experience with human, but possesses the ability to transform into one. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And I had also, like, thought thought about, like, kind of in those, like, along those lines, even before I brought up my ability, or my, my ability, my, my theory <laughs> uh, on, uh, on Kafka, uh uh-huh. and yeah yeah it seems it seems all the more possible now obviously it's still really just speculation but it's, it's yeah, i think absolutely. it's an interesting theory though uh about mm-hmm. that whole thing but at the very least he is the mushroom guy is for sure unaware of how humans really think and operate uh the the phone is mysterious to him and for some reason he feels like he needs this alias uh i don't know if he can keep it up now, because, you know, they, unless the two cadets die, uh, or the two, uh, you know, uh, Ichikawa and, uh, shoot, what was uh, Iharu. Yeah, Iharu. If they, if they die, then I guess the story's safe, maybe? I don't know. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, it doesn't seem like he'd be able to do that mm. anymore. True, true. And I get well actually, and if we just put aside that whole theory about perhaps both Kafka and the mushroom kaiju being actual kaiju that are able to take human forms, if we put that theory aside mm-hmm. for a, for a bit, um, and a theory that I thought of before that about the mushroom kaiju was that maybe he was actually born a regular human, but then at a very young age, perhaps yeah yeah it would have have it would have had to be at a really young age he I guess became a kaiju like kafka became a kaiju uh hmm. like maybe he ate a kaiju like well, whatever turns a person into a kaiju <laughs> hey you know t- 
Toddlers put whatever they want in their mouths, man. True. Like, right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, if, yeah, if we just don't think of the, the idea that they were initially kaiju, like that whole thing, uh, then maybe he became a kaiju through that, if, if anyone can just become that. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that after having become a kaiju, he, I guess, somehow ended up living amongst kaiju and like that maybe that would be an explanation as to why he is unfamiliar with a lot of like human society stuff um just an alternative uh, theory i guess right it's definitely interesting i just wonder it it would have like you said it have to be at a young age but who would have raised him like you know like right i I guess i guess he just survived on his own or, or maybe he's a lot younger I, I don't know like the other kaiju helped him out i guess maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> although i mean i i still I, I prefer the first theory about about them being kaiju from the start and, yeah I, i'm liking yeah. that one you know even even if kafka is not actually you know a truly a kaiju you know that that theory mm. that we we're thinking of uh-huh. the idea that uh the mushroom guy is part of another civilization. I is one that I seem to like. Yeah. Or f- feel like is is more likely than him being an actual human being. That civilization could still exist though. Like a civilization like that could still exist and maybe he was raised in that society but as a human who be turned into a kaiju. Maybe. Then, but then like the civilization why do they exist? Are they also <laughs> Kaiju, they were once humans, you know. Like, why, why make it confusing like that? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> ah. mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I think with this mushroom guy, um, we don't really understand what his motives are per se, unless no. he just wants to create chaos, which he's doing a good job at. Um, yeah. But it also seems he's trying to take one of the soldiers as a test subject. It, yeah, particularly Ichikawa, it seemed like. Yeah, he was interested in him. I guess he saw, like, he noticed the the high skill in Ichikawa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was definitely interesting. And he is working with other people because he was talking to somebody on the phone. And uh, oh, like, oh, duh. So uh, <laughs> there are others there. Huh? Too. Yeah, good point. Whether they're like, and I wonder if they are other kaiju like him, or if maybe they're other like they're for some reason humans that for oh, whatever gosh, reason are working. Yeah. With the kaiju, like uh-huh. I, I don't know. I guess the kind of the, the yeah. fact that he was talking to that person through a phone, which is like a human device, makes me fear that maybe the person on the other line was just a normal human that, for whatever reason, does mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but agreed. That that's yeah. really exciting. <laughs> like, like surely they would have their own ways of communication that they wouldn't be needing a phone, unless hmm. unless they can't communicate the same way in the human world as they would in their own world but the more i think about it i think maybe it is some some human um which is which is like messed up yeah totally (laughs) some mad scientists out there (laughs) but we learned that he wears himself out when he revives the kaiju and like he he can't really do it endlessly uh which is good (laughs) you know i was happy to learn that and i hope that reno caught that because I imagine uh-huh. it might become pretty useful information. Because uh, I think he was the only one who really heard him then, right there. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. And there's also this interesting thing about him being able to create this undetectable pocket of space that he, well, he, he can keep, in, supposedly he can keep himself hidden in that. And he can also kind of keep anything within it from leaving that pocket without his permission. Yeah, that, that's interesting just kind of power wise it definitely seems to be stronger than he was at least slightly stronger than he was from the previous volume don't you think i i thought about that because yeah because he displayed all of the all of this well well, obviously he showed more power here than than Mm -hmm. arguably uh because as he said reviving kaiju exhausts him so maybe because he had revived several kaiju in the previous volume and maybe he was just out of energy at the time after mm. after having done that. So maybe that's why he just bailed. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, he's definitely very powerful. Mm-hmm. Anything else on that thing? Nope. Let's move on to Kikoru Shinomiya. Last time we talked about whether or not she was a tsundere. And I still don't think she was one. Or I don't think she 
gave off those vibes in the first book. But I think since after Kafka saved her life, I feel like in this book there were definitely a couple instances where she gave off Tsundere vibes. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's kind of like a mixture between Himedere, which is the word I was looking for. Ah, you've, oh, you've discussion. done some research on that. <laughs> I've done my research. <laughs> so it, it, it is kind of a mixture between Himedere and Tsundere. I see. You know, mm -hmm. Himedere being like the princess kind of Ojo-sama type of a type mm. of a thing, right, right. Um, but I think you're right. There is a couple instances where um, she's very, you know, it's like I'm not happy that you said that, but thank you anyway, or something. Yeah, right. And also, like when her her suit detected like her heartbeat or her heart rate, like yeah, increasing, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. I think I think that was the bit, well, pretty much a tsundere moment. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which I don't think really was there in the first book, but Himedere might be more of a, an overall kind of thing for her, perhaps. Yeah. On the Tsundere side of it, though, like, cause I, I feel like if if you just boil down, if you boil it down to what a Tsundere is, it's like someone who likes somebody else but doesn't want to admit it, and in, instead of admitting it, they try to treat the person in some sense uh, badly, like ish, uh, and. I feel like yeah, we we got that we got that here for her toward Kafka. However, the liking toward him, I I'm hoping it's not going to be like her developing a romantic feelings for him. For two reasons, I hope that's not where it's going to lead. Because I mean, I think I think it's perfectly fine to be a tsundere and like like someone not romantically, um, mm -hmm. and I hope that's what what it's going to be. Because, well, first of all, there's the age difference. If I as I said before, I think she's like <laughs> half his age. That's like. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, yeah, you know. Um, well, you know, when when people are adults, it's fine. But she is sixteen, so yeah. it's like, right. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I, yeah exactly. Although, so. it, I guess it also depends on the on on the double. Like, are we talking? We're we're talking twelve years, which is long, but not 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 terrible. Um, or, or no, not twelve years. Excuse me. I think we're talking sixteen years. Yeah. Yeah. If I, but you if know, like thirty and a sixty-year-old. That's that's kind of you know. Maybe a bit much, but mm -hmm. anyway, this is that whatever. I I I get it, and I I agree that I don't I wouldn't necessarily want to see them together or grow any romantic feelings with each other. Yeah, because um, cause, yeah, because there was that age reason, and my my other reason for I guess hoping that won't hoping it won't go that way is because I feel like there is something between Kafka and Mina that will get eventually potentially. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah, it's got to be that. I mean, I, I honestly don't want it to be a, you know, a loser type of situation. That you know, uh, a love triangle type of a thing like that. No, mm. like let's let's avoid that. Can we please? <laughs> Hope, hopefully, yeah. You know, if I'm, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go into shipping stuff like. Kikuru and Reno, like, they could be cute together. Obviously, we don't really have reason to kind of really ship them yet, or uh -huh. maybe not ever, I don't know. But, like, just if we are thinking about shipping anyway, like, yeah, I think I think they would be pretty cute together. I mean, I, I definitely like uh, Kafka and um, Kikoru's just dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's pretty good. It's great. But, you know, like you're saying, just because that they gel together and have a good friendship doesn't necessarily mean they need to be together romantically. <laughs> totally. Mm. Anyway, I thought it was cool that she, well, that she hasn't outed Kafka to anyone. You know, she right. She has kept that secret so far, and uh, yeah, yeah, she seems to be pretty cool about that. I mean, given she, you know, <laughs> he saved her life. Uh, yeah. So I guess keeping that secret is a small price to pay. But but yeah, I, I I think that's nice, and it's it's good to have another person in on that secret now. Um, right, especially someone as strong as Kikoru, I think. Yeah. Would be a great benefit, and you know, I think it would it would be a shame if she were to rat him out at this point. It is what I'm thinking. Like. Yeah. You know what 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 would she have to gain from that? Because he literally saved her from a stronger kaiju, and you would only really kind of strengthen your force by keeping keeping him there. But if it's true that she tells them and then they, they just try to kill him, basically, mm. you know, you lose out on a strong ally. So it's it. Well, I understand her reasonings are probably because 
yeah, you saved me, but it's also pretty smart to have him still there. True. Plus, as she said, like, basically what she told him about what would happen to him if, if the Defense Force would find out, you know, basically torture 24-7. Um, yeah. Like, she most likely wouldn't wish that upon him. So, she, with that in mind, she probably wouldn't out him for that reason as well. Um, yep, I agree. <laughs> she said that she would not hesitate to kill him if he would end up posing a threat. Mm -hmm. Which, obviously, like, the way we know we know him, like, he wouldn't, you know, there, there's no way that he would right. uh, pose a threat to humanity. But considering the theory that we had before about him like perhaps the the kaiju being his actual true form if that information would come out if that even is the case and if that information came out and that she and if she would learn then maybe things would like maybe she would interpret that in a way that um would seem like he is more of a threat than he is maybe like depend obviously depending on how that information comes out uh and and the circumstances surrounding it but if if the truth comes out that he's not human at all, like actually not a human, then things might change uh, at least for mm. a time. Um, and yeah, j j just her line about not hesitating to kill him or whatever she said, uh, if if mm -hmm. he would become a threat to to the humans, then uh, well, I guess it could potentially be an interesting uh, thing. Yeah, I I could see that. I I really like. Kafka's reply to that in that I think he, I think he says if I if I get that way you know it it almost says just like yes please stop me or please kill me or something yeah like <laughs> I I liked that actually <laughs> yeah so in that in that sense like maybe there could be something to that mm. but then again yeah what what would happen if they found out that he was not human at all. I, I almost think that she would be okay with that, especially if he was fighting this whole time against the kaiju. Like, what would it matter if he was or not? Um, but like you said, there could be circumstances where it seems like he's actually fighting against humanity. Right. When they, if they find that out, then that could probably put a strain on things. Perhaps, right, yeah. So I guess... Because we'll see. Obviously, this all rides on that theory being correct. But... <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Anything else on her? Yeah, so, you know, gets the higher, the highest grade, of course, she would do that. 55% power after two months, I think it is. Yeah, uh, I can't that, remember what she was at. Awesome. Like, she was definitely at least in the 50s, I think, though, um, in the previous volume. Oh, was she in the 50s? Right? I thought she was, like, in the 40s or, or something. Uh, may maybe, maybe. But yeah, uh, well, anyway, yeah, yeah. No, but she, she's she's doing great anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love I love when they they tell Kikoru about Kafka's power and how he how he got it. She's like, Man, poor people will eat anything. It's oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also like the way she was drawn also there. She was what really a little like, Joe like Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it it was great. Is that it on her? Yeah, that's all I got. Then moving on to Reno Ichikawa. Yeah. He's improving faster than the rest of the recruits, apparently. And he performed really well on his, on, on his first mission, you know, that just started here. Mm -hmm. uh, like, especially, like, in his... Well, he, he did... He was slaying some, some Yoju by himself, I think. And then, obviously, the showdown with the Mushroom Kaiju was... You know, he did really well. Mm. And... Soshiro even even well he seems to think Reno has potential to reach captain rank which is pretty cool that's awesome yeah yeah he's really he's really improving and he's showing himself to be adaptable and quick-witted changing his ammo or you know finding strategies that work better for his style you know the ice bullets and all that like I, or ice shells whatever they call them right. I thought that yeah. was a really um creative and uh, strategic strategic way of understanding his his strengths and and um utilize, utilizing that to to his benefit so yeah yeah i i love that and i wonder if the like if he will well i i hope he will continue to to use these freeze rounds and kind of well may, maybe that's going to be become his speciality in some sense 
uh-huh. like further down, down the line if he continues to to kind of honing his skills with with that specific ammo or whatever could be pretty cool like his niche i guess yeah yeah he's at 18 percent right now of uh, of the power um so he's getting close to those 20 percenters i guess yeah but it doesn't seem like he's going to be hitting that wall like ihadu precisely yeah yes soshiro at least doesn't seem he doesn't doesn't seem to think he will I, I like, well, and part of his improvement, like the reason why he's, well, I mean, there could be more reasons besides him being just a, a prodigy in, in a way. Uh, prodigy, that's the word, prodigy. <laughs> he um, he wants to do it so that Kafka never has to transform. Like he wants to uh, be strong enough that their last resort doesn't happen. Yeah, that was really sweet. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But yeah. it, I agree, it was really sweet. Yeah, and also how he, well, he kind of, not only does he want to, well, help Kafka not having to go kaiju, but he also, he looks up to Kafka to the point where he, he in some in some case, or in, in some sense, strives to be like him. Like how he recalled right. the moment when Kafka saved his life from the Yonju, uh, like mm-hmm. really early on. Uh and how he did the similar thing for for Iharu in this volume, I think that's also yeah. really sweet. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it definitely mirrored that whole situation. Mm. Um, Completely, yeah. The mm. first volume. Mm-hmm. Anything else on Reno? Nope. Then let's talk about Iharu uh, Furuhashi. He views Reno as his rival, and yeah, uh, I cannot. Li- well, it's definitely like a one-sided rivalry. Like I don't think <laughs> Reno views Iharu yeah. as a rival at all, or at least not as much. I think. Um, but I, I really liked how at the start of this book that rivalry that Iharu felt. It, it was, I, well, I would say kind of hostile in some sense. Like, well, not 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 violent, but it was it was definitely a little hostile to some degree. Uh, but by the end of the book, I think Iharu sees Reno more as a motivator than a competitor. Ah, kind of. I I think it's still mm-hmm. it's still a rivalry to him, but it's in a more positive light I think than it was at the beginning of the book. At least that's how I read it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's he's definitely gained respect for him and also mm. kind of accepted his feelings in that he's not upset at Reno for being amazing per se. He's upset at himself for not being able to improve. Mm. And so realizing that and um, showing his willingness to save Reno, like I, I really, I really like that that growth. Totally. Um, and I yeah. think it goes from just seeing this younger guy as a rival to, you know, being a, a friend, uh, you know, who's he's still your rival. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general, Iharu seems to be very competitive anyway. Um, True. But I, I like how he goes from just being pure competitive punk kind of guy yeah. to, you know, really caring for uh, Ichikawa and everything. Yeah, right. I, I honestly really love that that character growth. He he is one of the, I'd say, two characters in this, in this volume that uh, I really enjoyed, I guess, well, the amount of content we got on them uh, and and in his case in in Iharu's case it's definitely the character growth at the end of the volume that I really appreciated how he well he really got a lot more chill or he learned to kind of chill out a bit more since it well he, he was the one well you know initially he didn't want to be the the one to run and you know fetch uh, reinforcements but then mm-hmm. after he came back he was the one to suggest that he will be Reno Reno's backup or like uh, like um yeah he he will back Reno up basically yeah uh, and like not be the main fighter i guess in that fight and he he suggested mm-hmm. that himself which i think shows that he he learned to see the bigger picture kind of uh and and to get some more kind of insight into himself and understand himself and his own limitations better um mm. and he acknowledges reno's skill like and he he learns from reno and he isn't afraid to admit that even uh, by the end of it I think that that was also really sweet. Like 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 with the the ammo switching and whatnot. Like he he yeah. kind of was inspired by Reno to use another type of ammo and stuff like that. Sure. I I guess the one last thing I'll say about him is 
he seems to well seems he does idolize Mina um, <laughs> as much as well it seems about everyone of those recruits at least the guys seem right. to idolize <laughs> her in a way yeah totally um, that and that whole interaction in the in the sento and the onsen or mm. bathhouse English come to me uh, it, <laughs> it it was really funny um, kind of see how jealous they were that. That Kafka was the childhood friend, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's also touching in a way how Mina and her just awesomeness has uh, inspired all these guys. Yeah, uh, whether whether they are just extremely attracted to her, <laughs> or you know just uh, really impressed and and want to be uh, a soldier or hero like her. Right. I mean, I imagine it's it's it could be a combination of those two things. The fact that Iharu. It, at least it, to his backstory, and I, I don't think maybe maybe we'll see it more in in depth. But I don't have my hopes up in that you know he was saved by Mina. It kind of spurred him on, and 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 was his motivation for a long time. Yeah, but it also kind of helped him to realize that you know maybe my role is not to be the number one hero. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, or at least not at this this point. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, mm. he becomes the backup in a way instead of being like the main force. Yeah, right. Anything else on him? No. Then I want to talk about Soshiro Hoshina next, actually, and he is okay. he is the other guy that to me really grew for me uh, this volume. Nice. In fact, I I would like to say that Soshiro is. The character that grew the most for me, like or like, mm-hmm. in, like in in my liking of the character, uh, improved the most mm-hmm. in this volume. Um, like I really like the just in all of the nuance that we like kind of was added uh, to his character. I thought was really interesting. The last time, I I remember I was a bit wary of him. I I, I was maybe a little suspicious that he would do something bad, something drastic. I think he, yeah, because I, I had the feel that the thought that ooh, like what if he's got his sight on Mina's position, like he wants to kind of usurp her or do do something uh-huh. something immoral perhaps. I I, I don't know. Like oh, I, my. <laughs> I, I or in some sense. I, I, I had I had bad I had a bad vibe I got a I got a bad vibe from him. Uh huh. however I don't really feel that way anymore at all uh after this mm-hmm. volume. Uh I like how he's trying to figure it all out. Like he's suspicious of right. Kafka for for good reasons, you know he's a smart guy, evidently, as we learn here. Yeah. And I like how. Well, he he well he allowed he was the one that allowed Kafka to to get recruited yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. Although it was all just to keep an eye on him, but still. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I I totally agree with your assessment on Hoshino because uh, Hoshina, excuse me, in that he definitely changes at least to the reader because throughout the first volume and from for a good majority of the second volume he doesn't seem very serious like yes he's he's testing people and yeah he was uh, not very merciful in who gets in and who gets out but he always was trying to crack a joke or you know seemed to be trying to have a good time but then in this one it, it seemed like there was more to his silliness um than at first like he's actually quite serious about or and qu- quite suspicious about people yeah um, and he's intuitive um and takes notice of these small things right yeah um, i think that's really cool so and on top of all that like he shows why he's vice captain and just it, like really quick with the sword and graded yeah combat oh my god slicing that kaiju in half like like in the like a split second using the blades was so cool like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it took. Me, I I didn't understand what what happened. Like when I read it the first time, I like, what what the hell? Like the kaiju just opened up behind him. Like what what <laughs> did I miss something? <laughs> but it was so it was so good. Um and and also we're really cool to learn that he comes from a like a long line of kaiju slayers dating all the way back to the the Muromachi era, which is like I think like five or six hundred years ago, like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that that's super cool. And like I guess just in like for the world building it's so cool cuz obviously it's like 
basically the real world, kind of, uh, that mm. it takes place in, except kaijus exist. I think that's right. so cool that it's always, there's always been kaijus, even in, like, the old days, like, in, like throughout history, mm-hmm. there's always been kaijus existing. Um, I just think that that's just cool or interesting to think about in that way. Yeah. And I guess my last thing on him is he says, shouldn't he get too friendly with coworkers? Uh, yeah. Which is you know, usually meaning death is common in this field of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we haven't seen anything like that yet. Uh, maybe that's just more of a dark message than anything. Yeah. Well, actually, because he said that during, during Reno's, well, basically duel with the mushroom kaiju, I was I was thinking that man, what if he does die here? Actually, like, oh my because gosh. because there have been like, yeah. I felt like that could have maybe made sense given like yeah there have been talk about him being so so promising as as like becoming a captain and he had had he like built up this this strong bond with Kafka and even to a degree with Iharu. Fair enough. And that's why I figured his his death could have been pretty impactful with all of that in mind. Yeah. But I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen ultimately. <laughs> uh, but that line definitely it was important. I think in that case, in that in that sense. Yeah, agreed. And technically, this battle is not over yet, right? Mm. You know. Uh, true. True. But granted, now Kafka's the one's fighting, so maybe um, everyone else will be able to stay safe. Yeah. But hopefully. Yeah. But moving on to Mina Ashiro, next. She actually spoke to Kafka. <laughs> Although, yeah. very briefly, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she seemed to be very happy after his outbursts during that uh, induct- induction ceremony. <laughs> or, well, she smiled at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta. Can't, can't reveal too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, I had expected more from her this volume. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of exciting that that Matsumoto is kind of keeping her, well, just kind of teasing, like continuing to tease mm. us a bit longer, I guess. Because I mean, I still uh-huh. expect her to become more of a prominent character at some point. Yeah. But I guess I guess we're not there quite yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, Kafka still has that goal of becoming, well. I guess at this point, vice captain, but being by her side, you know, becoming mm. someone who could fight alongside her. So right. I, I think, yeah, definitely that's important. But like we were saying in previous volume, I, I hope that in one of these volumes, she starts getting that character progression um, or just a little more understanding about her yeah. so that we can really start caring about her more. Absolutely. Definitely look forward to that. Uh, I... I I wrote I, as I was writing my notes. I was like, ah, she's really hard on Kafka, or you know, kind of showing, not showing her bias at all, because she was she wasn't even gonna <laughs> let him join the force. Um, True. And obviously, uh, Hoshina ends up uh, advocating for him and gets mm-hmm. him in. Um, and then, as his punishment for speaking out, she gives him a hundred push-ups, and uh, he says, "Why? That's 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 soft for you." So so I. So it's like, oh, so I guess there is, I guess she is kind of being a bit merciful or, you know, showing her (laughs) soft side towards him. Right. (laughs) Fair. Uh, But then, but then uh, Soshiro was, like, he started counting up and then started counting down when he was doing the push-ups. Or was that in, um, maybe that was only in the physical book, I don't know. Uh, Oh, really? Because it might have been considered, like, a bonus page, perhaps. Like, because at the end of that uh, chapter... Like the very last page, which maybe that was just like in a technically in like between chapters page. There's like just a panel, like a page with just a single panel where Kafka is doing the push-ups, and uh-huh. uh, and Soshiro is standing there counting for him, and he's like, "Okay, eighty-one, eighty-two, eighty-three, eighty-two, eighty-one." <laughs> 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 and, and Kafka is just really wow, cute. he's really a trickster. Uh, more on on uh, uh, Mina. She uses ninety six percent of her combat combat suit in this uh, in this volume for that yeah for that rifle thing insane yeah uh, and you know the way it sounded to me when I read that it didn't necessarily seem like that was her limit necessarily 
Like, like maybe she was just using 96% for that specific move, but maybe she could have used more if she wanted to or something. I, I don't know. Mm. Like, maybe that's not actually the case. It was just kind of the vibe I got from it. Um, so, like, maybe she actually can use at all of the 100%, but... Um, or, or maybe this is just where her limit is, but mm-hmm. I mean, at, at the very least, it's it's crazy, <laughs> or it's yeah, it's I, really good. I'm very curious how that measures up to Kafka's power. Like, let's say, let's take that rocket punch. You know? Yeah, right, right. H- how how does that measure up? Because mm-hmm. yeah, she damaged that mushroom monster, uh, pretty well, but she, I think she had to take a couple shots. Um, True. To fully take it down, but Kafka took down that one kaiju with only one punch. Yeah. Different kaiju, so maybe right. different diff- scenario. True, yeah, hard to compare, I guess. Still, I, you know, <laughs> it, may, it just makes you wonder, is, is Kafka just far and beyond uh, stronger at this point, or are they pretty similar? Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, I've been kind of wondering about that since the last volume, but I still feel like it's hard to really know yeah they would have to be up against i guess the same exact opponents and like see how they would fare true i guess <laughs> oh man let's i don't know i don't know if i want to see them fight each other <laughs> oh each other right oof <laughs> i it, well yeah like i would love to see them working together at, at some point fighting the same monster yeah but fighting each other oh man that would be rough oh man <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun though ultimately i think yeah it would be fun <laughs> mm mm Anything else on Mina? Uh, nope. Then, well, I only have three very minor characters left. Um, most in some cases it's mostly just a, more a shout out than any, anything else. But Aoi Kaguragi is that that well the the most ripped out of the recruits, uh, <laughs> the tanned guy, and mm-hmm. well, the only n- even noticeable thing I have on him or notable thing I have on him is uh. That I think he looks a lot like Scar from Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> uh, I just uh, wanted to point that out. <laughs> I agree with that, but he also reminds me of Archer from uh, Fate Stay Night or Fate Zero, or whatever. Ah, uh, been a long Fate, time since Fate I Stay saw Night? Fate Stay Night. Yeah. Uh, I have seen Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero. I, it's been a long time though, so I don't I don't have his face in my in my mind right now. But I don't think he would be in Fate Zero. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure it would be Fate Stay Night. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm so gonna the guy, have to the look guy this with up the <laughs> the red. He has red clothes and he's an archer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has tan skin. I'm pretty sure his hair is kind of. I think it's kind of white. Anyway, gotcha. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of him, but but I totally see Scar as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then there's Haruichi Izumo, the other guy, the guy with long hair. Also one of the recruits. Hmm. He, I don't know, I don't really have anything at all on him. But I mean, both of these guys, I feel like there will be more on them later on. At least I'm assuming that. Potentially, yeah. Mm. Since they seem to be sort of in the same camp as Iharu, kind of. And Iharu obviously yeah. got some pretty good content here, I think. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, but then there was also the platoon leader Nakanoshima who seemed to be kind of thirsty for some of the recruits. Uh, and I thought that was, that was funny. Uh, I, I hope we'll see more of her. Maybe maybe she'll get more of a prominent role, perhaps. Or, or maybe not. <laughs> but here's the thing. I can't figure out if, this, if, if, she, if it's a boy or a girl. Oh, like, th- it looks like a girl to me, but uh, maybe not. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I def- I mean that could, it might not be. So, coming, this is the only time I'll do this. Coming from someone who's read it before, I remember being confused. So I don't, I don't know why I was confused. Is the thing. So <laughs> okay. So I can't say yes or no. You know, like I, I'm like, okay. wait, why was I, why was I confused? Like maybe, maybe I. I see. I don't know. <laughs> so interesting. For the hmm. time being, I, I I was calling them a girl. Gotcha. I mean, I mean, I mean, sure, it could definitely could be, it could go either way. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other character you wanted to talk about? No, I, I, not that I, not that I know of. Then on to predictions. 
And I had a hard time coming up with predictions other than, well, basically what might happen right where we are, like right in the scene where the story left off. Um, but right here, I'm thinking showdown between Kafka and Mushroom Guy, Mushroom Kaiju. Um, uh, right. Maybe. Because the Mushroom Kaiju still seems to have energy, you know, left. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. last time he just kind of bailed at the end. And I, I, I speculated that that might be because he was just exhausted from having revived and, uh, and like increased the power of those kaiju there. But here he seems to still be fighting fit. Yeah. But it's hard to say. Like at at the very least, I'm hoping for a conversation between them. Like that's, I guess, the minimum that I'm, uh, gonna predict for that. But I mean, some fighting could be cool as well. Agreed. Uh, not not much that I can uh, predict. Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, um, but like like we said, I really like your your theory about Kafka being kaiju thing, and I agree that I want to see more Mina <laughs> or like you know get like characterization <laughs> for Mina. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, you know, I, I I'm just gonna s- just stop <laughs> talking so that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could go, like, speculation I, I have, but I don't want to, even in my speculation, kind of reveal anything. So I'll just mm, smart keep my mouth, keep mouth shut. <laughs> but uh, I am excited for this next volume. I think yeah. there there's some pretty good stuff that happens. Definitely. And I wonder who else is going to find out, perhaps, potentially, about Kafka's kaiju form. Yeah. If, if anyone. Like, maybe, maybe no one will. But I wonder if someone does, maybe, then who. I, I think... I still think Iharu there's a decent chance he might find out just because he's there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it depends on how the scene goes, but there's, there's I think, a chance there at least. And then there's also, of course... Uh, um, Sashiro. Uh, uh, precisely. Who's kind of on his... like Well, on, on, on the trail to to uncovering He's it. already sus- already suspicious as it is. Right. Uh, which, again, I love that so much. I You know, uh, he, he is... One of my favorite characters, I would say. I, I don't know. He, he, I probably wouldn't say he's m- like my number one favorite character, but he's, or, or maybe like I, I don't know. Anyway, he's one of my favorite characters <laughs> after this book. I really, he really grew for me here. Uh, and it's so funny because I kind of disliked him in the previous after the previous one. So <laughs> yeah, um, it it was a big growth for me for him. Agreed. I think right now my favorites are Kafka, Kikoru, and. Uh, uh, Hoshina, like I, I really, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, yeah, like their characters. Those three definitely, yeah, I think for me as mm-hmm. well, yeah. I really want to like Mina though. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> soon, hopefully. <laughs> uh, well, if there isn't any other predictions, there's just one last thing I, I'll just mention real quick about this book. Actually, um, I didn't actually read it for my first time until today. Even though really? <laughs> I've had the book, I got the book in the mail like two and a half weeks ago or so. Huh. Uh, so I've been able to read it. I just for some reason didn't. Uh, and then <laughs> today, James messaged me on Discord and said he had he was done taking notes for today's uh, recording. <laughs> and at that point in time, I hadn't even started reading for my first time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I well, I actually something that's so nice about this time of the year uh, you know beginning of may it's starting to get warmer outside uh, and something I, I i always do whenever i can is to read my manga books in the park I, I i just walk to the park and i sit down on the bench in the park and just sit there and read the book if the weather is nice and this mm. was the first time i did that this year since the weather's finally nice kind of gotten there now uh so i read the book in the park uh, kind of by the canal on a bench. It was really, really pleasant. And then, like, like just for my first time, just reading it for myself. And then I went home and I reread it after having had some food and took some notes on it. That sounds relaxing. So, yeah, I, I read this book twice today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, I... I finished my notes yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. I, but but I, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't message until today. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I had, I I was watching um, the NBA playoffs, and you know, I mean, I'm invested in the playoffs, but sometimes 
I, I for some reason I felt like you know what I I can get my notes done at the same time. So I ah I I, I reread the the volume there. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, <laughs> nice. Yeah, a lot of ways to read a manga. Indeed. But I guess that is all for this week. Yeah. And so, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Imami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 3. Bye-bye. See you later. Okay.